Welcome to the Good Podcast. I am your host, Rob Watson, and I'm doing a solo episode today. Um, I've not done one for a few months. It feels like it's the right time as spring is emerging, has emerged, things are getting warmer, life is opening back up for us in more ways than one. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about what the title is in, you know, impress people with your actions, not with your things. You know, we have been conditioned for the majority of our life um, through numerous generations as well, through society, through advertising, through the media, that the stuff that we own, the things that we have is a doorway to happiness, but also also a doorway to be feeling recognised and accepted and, and liked. So we've all gone down that path. I know I have myself where I thought my possessions... Um, that I had the nice car, nice house, uh, fancy holidays, all of that would be the things that would impress people. And you know what? It would on certain levels and having my own company and it would impress people um, from the from the ego's perspective. But the thing is, you're always left wanting more. There's never enough. And that is pretty much the pattern of the ego, isn't it? That no matter where we are, whatever we've got, um, that satisfaction fades very quickly because we go about seeking the next thing. Um, I've used this example a few times, but I'll just say it again. Is um, I believe it was Henry Ford um, who set up the Ford motor industry um, back in the 20th century. He became one of the first billionaires and he was interviewed shortly after that and asked, you know, well, what next, what now? And his response was literally just more. And I'll just reaffirm that again in here because, you know, if, I've, if, I've, if people have heard this from me before, forgive me, but I think it's an important message because there'll be people listening to this for the first time. And if someone who was a billionaire, and that would probably equate to maybe 10, 50 billion in today's real money. If you're not enough happy there, then you're always seeking more, then what hope is there for everyone else? You know, we end up chasing after this stuff, constantly pursuing these things rather than being grateful for what we got. I knew for me, it was around, I was the age of 30, 31. It appeared to be on the outside world that I had a lot of uh, of things, you know, my own company, uh, could go on all these fancy holidays, plenty of money, a fancy sports car. Yet I know that I wasn't. I wasn't happy. I was pursuing the idea of what we get sold for as happiness, but in fact, it was actually making me miserable because it wasn't enough. There was always someone else who had more than you that you could aspire to be. Now I think it's all well and good to feel motivated and be inspired by people. But not to um, feel like we have to be like someone else to make ourselves happy. Again, it's an illusion. These things are going to make us happy. Well, anyway, I just wanted to talk about how it's far more beneficial for us to attempt to impress people with our actions in life rather than the things that we own. Because the thing is with our actions, they don't have to cost us a fortune to do. Um, They can just be... You know, and it can also, I've got to be careful here because it could also, even attempting to impress people with your actions can still become from an egoic response of still wanting to be accepted and liked. So I've got, I've got to be careful where I shape that. But I think on the whole, if we can think about impressing people with our daily actions and the way we go about living our life rather than the things that we own. I always remember someone saying to me, or I heard it somewhere, that when someone passes away, what you remember about them is how they make you feel, whether that's someone that's close to you or someone like a musician. 
um, who may you you know you might have lots of good memories from them, or particularly family members or friends. It's how they made you feel in life. It wasn't so much what they had, you know. It wasn't the things that they had in life and necessarily achieved in that sense in terms of career and stuff. It was how they were as a person. And potentially maybe the generosity and so maybe what indifference they made, did they do any good? We, we've got a really great opportunity to do these things because you can impress people, um, you know, and, and do some good in the world um, and make a difference. It doesn't have to cost you much time. It doesn't have to cost you much money. And it's something that can be abundant for all of us, whether it is you just out regularly picking up litter or you help your neighbour or, you know, you start up a podcast or... You know, it's anything that along them lines or even just how you are, how you hold yourself, how you speak, the fact that you, um, you know, you take an interest in stuff. And where is this segueing into a little bit now is because what I've been really interested in or delving back into deeper more is like minimalism. I've spoke about it quite a few times on this podcast about simplifying our lives, allowing ourselves to have less things so we have got more time to do things that are more meaningful in our lives. And this is where I think it comes to that thing of if we can shift our mindset rather than after chasing after things to impress people with stuff that we've got that we don't necessarily, that we don't necessarily can afford because most things are on credit. Most things, um, you know, someone might be driving around in a fancy car, but they're probably paying five, six hundred pound a month for it. Do we want to go spending money on things, getting ourselves into debt, putting pressure on ourselves just to have the impression that we're prepared to be doing well? And that's a question that we all have to ask ourselves. And if we can begin to unpick that and realise it's more just the ego and it's our own conditioning and what we believe that success is when... And it's challenging, you know, it's been challenging for me to unpick this way of being for the past 10 years, to go down a different path, to live a more meaningful life with less... Yet, the idea with with less, but actually with more, because I have more time, my health is in better place. Many things, like I wouldn't be able to have done this podcast if I was just chasing after things because my focus would have been money-driven. It wouldn't have been that I wanted to be doing some good in the world and just... So anyway, I've been listening to a guy called Joshua Becker a lot more recently. He's got a website called Becoming Minimalists. And... I've been listening to him in the mornings and I tell you what's been a bit of a game changer for us in this household is um, over the past year, I think all of us have probably watched a bit too much TV, Netflix, you know, whatever, you know, just to pass time or whatever anyway, you know, can get a bit much. But what we've done is we've like cancelled our Netflix, um, don't watch much other TV um, and basically I've just got like, you know, if you've got a smart TV, we just end up watching like YouTube through the TV and we can set up your channels that you follow and I've been recently following Joshua Becker and the great thing is he doesn't have any advertisements on his YouTube channel so it's just literally him chatting away and you know and I think it's his method that I really feel inspired by and the way he goes about stuff and there's been a lot of uh, inspiration that I've had um you know first thing is is you know you look at your stuff like um go around and you know I like to organize things and tidy stuff and make sure things are right but if we've got too much stuff you're always just going to be tidying and organizing well the key seems to be is to minimize is to let things go and then once you minimize they go you'll never have to tidy them things again and it was actually him that I heard this line which was impress people with your actions not with your things 
And that's something that's just been ringing true for me even more recently. Um, it ties in with, you know, the minimalist, Joshua and Ryan from there who um, follow the same kind of principles. Because for me, it's like what I'm attempting to do with this podcast and have from the beginning is to inspire us all to become better versions of ourselves. That's not to, you know, invalidate who we are now, but all of us realize that, you know, if we're still alive and we're still capable of doing things alive, we're here to grow and here to learn. And I want to use the time that I've got on this planet is to grow and learn as much I can to become a better version of myself to inspire other people to become better versions of themselves and I can do that if I've got more time if I am not kind of on the hamster wheel of life or in that rat race just attempting to consume more things pile up more debt just to give this impression that I am a successful man like I was fortunate in many ways I think because I achieved a lot of them things when I was like in my when I turned 30 that I was able to see through the illusion, to see through the bullshit, where I think if I'd it taken me many more years, like in my 50s or 60s, to get to that point, maybe it would have been able to be awake at that time. Um, maybe so, maybe not. So I'm able to kind of chart course, and in a way it's kind of a rebirth um, for you. And it takes a while to be able to say, you know what, those things aren't important to me because I'll still have friends and family around me that will still be... Um, building up those things with cars, with um, holidays, well not holidays anymore, they've kind of been cancelled, but possessions. And, but doing it from a place of, I know maybe that they don't like have the cash available just to be paying that stuff, it will be going on credit. Like even when I had those things that I thought would make me happy, yeah, there was an element, they weren't getting paid off straight away, they were on credit. I think, I can only imagine what the average um, car payment each month is it's three, four, five hundred pounds. You think that's a huge amount of money. It's on and it's on something that's a depreciating asset. Something that within a few years' time is going to drop by seventy percent. It's crazy the money that we'll spend on those on those things. We made a choice a few years ago to just have one one car in our house, and we just have a bit of a you know plan ahead. Um, it's not really mattered the past year because we've most of us have been housebound and stuff, all working from home. But we made the decision before that just to have one car and it's worked out fine and traded it. We traded in our expensive cars a few years ago. We used to have a Range Rover and and now we drive around in, you know, like, a, in like an eight, seven, eight year old Mini that's pretty much paid for that I don't have to be spending a fortune on each month. And it feels good to know that I am not like tied into these long term things. And I was just doing it because, you know, yeah, it felt nice to drive those cars, but at the end of the day, you get used to anything. No matter what you've got, you get used to it. Give it a few months, it's just a car. You're just going from A to B. And if you're doing stuff just to impress other people, we have to begin to ask questions. Why is it that we feel the need to get validation from someone else when really we should, that that fulfillment can come from inside of us all? And once we can spark open that and break open that and move into that place within us ourselves of feeling that contentment, that abundance within, that the things outside just kind of can fade away. I don't feel like this all the time. I get these transcendental moments through meditation, through moments of being in nature, just sometimes, just maybe from listening to someone speak or whatever, where I have like this deeper awareness. And in that place, wow, does, does things feel really good? And that didn't come from anything outside. That didn't come from anything, any car, any holiday it was accessible to me in this moment now 
And I think it's so liberating. It's the same when I began starting meditating, which was around about 10 years ago, that combining the meditation and the way I am with things in life has really helped me to take a greater perspective on the way I move and navigate my life, to look at things to go, hang on, that doesn't make sense anymore. Why do I need to have those things if they're not, you know, it's not making me happy or it's not fulfilling me? And it can be a challenge, you know, to take a 180 degree turn. The, one of the biggest challenges actually can be the people that you are with and, and around and friendships and they start to see you change and they can become threatened by your change because what you're doing is by you taking changes in your life, you're challenging and threatening their belief system and people don't particularly like, the ego does not particularly like um, its belief system is challenged. It likes to feel like it's, you know, it's been going about the right path, going along the wrong way. I remember sharing a um, a clip of the minimalist Joshua and Ryan. They gave a TED talk. I shared it on Facebook, and I had some family members kind of come back and they were kind of criticising it and so, and that's fine, all well and good. You know, I don't take that personal. It's it's realising that people are willing to hold on to their belief system so well and so strongly. Because that's what they've done for decades. And the thing is, is I'm willing to change. You know, I'm willing to see if things don't feel right. It comes down to feeling for me. What what feels right? I think we all have to just have more of an open mind. The more rigid we are, the more closed off we are to new ideas, new ways of being, the less opportunity we've got for growth. So yeah, that's me just sharing that bit of insight. But yeah, Joshua Beck is really helping me. I've been listening to him in the morning. Um, and I think the idea of minimizing things rather than organizing stuff is quite a powerful tool. So I've kind of, and I also find it as well. I've been doing some decluttering recently and I think it's an element of springtime feeling one to let go of stuff. Literally, um, bags and bags full of things that we want. Like it's a big pile to go to charity shop. There were a pile to go for recycling. It feels really good to have that out of the house. And, you know, the Marie Kondo method really helped me a few years ago. And one of the big things about that was, which her book, which is called The Life-Changing Art of Tidying. I'd probably put that in one of the maybe, I'd say, top 10 books that I've ever read um, because it helped me to change my mindset because before that, I would just be looking around at things that I wanted to get rid of. And her mindset is actually to keep the things that bring you joy. So you would focus on the things that would bring you joy rather than thinking, oh, I just need to get rid of that. It's dirty, it's, it's mucky there, it's cluttered, it's got things. Instead, you end up taking everything off and you look at stuff and hold it pretty much in your hand and you go, does this, this item bring me joy? If it doesn't, it's either you, you've got an attachment to it in the past or you've got a fear of losing it. Um, and then you end up just filling your house with joy. Now, what more could we want than to just be surrounded with things that bring us joy? Um, so... We've done that a lot more and occasionally, you know, you know, this is the way things are. I can get really behind something, go at something 100%. My wife can probably think and get a bit frustrated with me sometimes. I get really, I read a book or I see something new and I get so excited and I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is amazing. I'm just going to like transform my life. And I, I try to, I still do that, but occasionally I try to do it, go a bit more slower and have a bit more ease and grace as I do these things. But she really transformed um, the way I would approach minimizing and tidying and decluttering. Someone else that I've been really delving into recently is a guy called Dave Ramsey. Now, I think it, my connection from this came through like the minimalist, Joshua Ryan. He's a, a guy who talks about finance. And I think 
the more of us can get clued up on finance and the way money works and the way we manage our money and budgets and getting rid of our debt and, and not getting in that mindset of, you know, which it ties into this feeling like if we want to impress people with our things, generally we're going to have to rack up debt or we're going to have to do a job and work really hard in stuff just to pay for stuff that we don't necessarily need. So Dave Ramsey's got this technique and he's been, it's really good because I think when he was in his 20s, he basically went bankrupt. He, he became like a millionaire and then he lost it all. And now he's back to being, you know, probably multi kind of millionaire. And and I'm not saying that to impress people by his money, but it's more like his actions and, and, and how he helps people. He helps literally. He must be helping hundreds of thousands of people get out of debt and to get rid of that stress. Like, who, who ain't, you know, probably listen, everyone probably listens to this. Well, not everyone. Um... It's probably got, you know, some sort of credit card debt, overdrafts, loans, car loans, uh, mortgage. And and his basically technique is, he has this thing called the baby steps. And he has these seven baby steps to follow. And I'll just run through them very quickly. So the baby step number one is to basically save, uh, it says $1,000, but let's just say £1,000 for your starter kind of emergency fund. Step one is to just build up £1,000 of emergency fund. And that's there for you, you know. Step two is to pay off all your debts except for the house um, using what's called like the debt snowball. So say you've got a car loan, you've got a credit card, you've got, um, I don't know, another loan or whatever. Say one of them was 10,000, one of them was 5,000, one of them was 2,000. Well, what you do is the aim is you, you just pay the minimum off the high ones and you would just kind of attack the lower one. So you attack the 2000 one and go back. I'm just going to put all my effort into that one and aim for that one to be gone. And once it's gone, you'll have the, the weight off it and then you'll go, right, I'm going to go after the 5000 one and eventually the 10000 So that snowball effect. So once you've managed to pay all them off, the next one would be to save three to six months of your expenses. It, again, giving that reassurance to know like whatever's around the corner, you know, you are, it gives you that reassurance. Like there's so many people that live in paycheck to paycheck and the past year, and they can really feel like, and I spoke about it in my last podcast. So, you know, we went right to the edge. Like my company that I built like 13, 14 years ago was, I almost felt like it was going to go at one point last year. We lost a lot of work because of COVID. A lot of things got cancelled, postponed. And it brought up a lot of insecurities for me, particularly in pressure. Like I was about to become a father for the first time. And anyway, things all worked out and it managed to bounce back and stuff. But to feel all that pressure, if we can aim to get out of debt, to have these kind of emergency funds in place, you know, your three to six months of expenses, it gives you the reassurance. And then, you know, there's more steps as well, which go a bit further on about investing in, you know, your, your household income for retirement and, you know, building wealth, paying off your home early, stuff like that. Saving for, you know, any children's expensive when you go over. But that first one of like, like for me, I've had this element of just kind of bouncing the book sometimes, like I have some money on a credit card, some loans, but then I'll have savings and money here and there. When actually it would be feel much better if we, the focus was like, pay off the debt, get rid of that. And then... And also, it's just been, a, I think you're more of a slave to the system once you're in debt. And I, I really feel for students now. When I went to university, my tuition fee was £1,000 a year. Now it's like £10,000 a year. Students are leaving uni with £40,000, £50,000 worth of debt. If you want to go to two degrees, that's £100,000 worth of debt. 
And it's almost like you're buying into that system straight away. You're a slave straight away for the system. And if we want to unpick ourselves from it, and I've got this like thing that I'm going to be pursuing a lot more and I'm going to be launching this year, which is called Back to Our Roots. Like That's my aim in my life now, is just to get back to my roots. And it's allowing me to, if I can have that focus on that, where I'd be to be debt free, to not feel like I'm like tethered to the system, to be able to grow my own food, to potentially live off my own land, um, to have more time to explore the things that I'm interested in, health and well-being, diet, exercise, all them things which for me tie into this idea of like getting back to our roots. And by doing that, because I don't have all these things that stopping me from doing stuff like you know how many times that you might get something that you're excited about an idea and and then all of a sudden there'll be a million reasons why not to do it and i think that you have to push against that resistance at times but there'll be valid reasons why you can't do it because you go well i can't because i can't leave that job at this time because i've got to pay this off or you know because of this because of this and there'll be you know they might feel like valid reasons the more that we can untether ourselves from um a system that's in place that isn't really feel like it's empowering us isn't really feeling like it's rewarding us isn't doesn't really feel like it's supporting us in fact it can feel like it's suppressing us suppressing us for kind of from being our true selves and like i say to become better version of ourselves and for me by shifting our focus away from feeling like we're in the system and we got to accumulate these things instead of like impressing people with our actions or to moving into a more simple way of living a simple life of not needing as many things have freedom from that because we no longer need that stuff to make us feel fulfilled or to impress other people we can kind of laugh at it we can laugh at the old version of ourselves which is just a, a thought form an ego impression to think that that's what we should be going after um, is there anything else that I would like to share in this episode? I don't even know if it's like, sometimes you just have a ramble. I've not done a, a personal uh, solo one in a while. I've just been like really enjoying doing the interviews. I'll be honest, since I became a father, I haven't quite been able to dedicate as much time to this podcast. My work um, in a company thankfully picked up and I've been pretty full on with a few projects at the start of this year. So I haven't really had enough free time to be able to delve into that. However, I'm committed as ever to doing this. I will continue doing this for as long as I'm passionate about it, which I'm still as passionate about. It's almost three years doing this. Here's, here's one. Okay, right. Me doing this podcast, I've received, and this is where it comes to impress people with your actions, not your things. I've re- received more positive feedback, more comments, more people that have been like, kind about me doing this podcast than I have from anything that I've done in the past all I'm doing really is spending you know a few hours on it a week um to do something like this and all you need is the technology the technology is there you need all I need is a decent microphone and then ask people that would might want to come onto it and have some interesting conversations in some ways I'm impressing people through that through them actions rather than me when I used to have the the nice things and or was perceived to being successful with a company employing 10, 10 staff at one point. You know, and again, it was just, I think when you're going down that path as well, which I was, and I'm totally validating that and, and accepting it. And um, and I'm not here to judge people who are still like that and achieving them, going after them things. You know, we're all on our own path in life. You know, you do you and I'll do me, okay? And if if we can inspire other people with our actions, brilliant, you know? Um 
And the thing is, is um, when when you're on that path and you chase after stuff, it's literally exhausting. It's exhausting keeping up with everyone else, and it becomes this because you're doing it because it's this competitive nature within us. This like desire to be to have more and to chase after more and to have those things. And for me, that's the thing why I think I got ill. Really, I was I was, I was feeling pretty ill mentally and physically when I just turned 30 because I've been chasing after a certain way for so long and I achieved it. And then I felt really dis- dissatisfied or like the wanting even more that I realized that, you know, when is enough going to be enough for me? And realizing how exhausting it's like holding on to everything. You're like holding on to everything tight and I didn't really have any trust in life or in the universe and how things can just unfold like magically for us. Once we slow down and get back into our own natural rhythm of things. Life has this beautiful way of just unfolding for us. I've spoke about Michael Singer a bit in podcasts, you know, his book, The Untethered Soul, The Surrender Experiment. That's another one that both of them books would make my top 10 books ever. Even, I can't imagine even the rest of the books I'm going to read in my rest of my life any of them are going to displace how good of an impact them books and that man has had on my life. Same with Eckhart Tolle, The Power Now, I'm currently reading The New Earth. Um, you know, those books, particularly Michael Singer's, have had such a deep impact on me to allow to surrender to life and realising that, you know, a life works perfectly on its own it's we get in the way our ego gets in the way attempting to fight and control stuff and to want things a certain way where if we can let go and i've found if we do let go you know put those bags down for a bit take the weight off our shoulders stop trying so bloody hard at stuff and stop going after things we suddenly get that pause we get that space in between stuff to just really reflect on stuff. A big thing for me has always been journaling for about at least the past uh, half a dozen years or more, like journaling my thoughts, journaling what's going on with me, setting some intentions, um, giving myself some space to, uh, you know, let things out of my mind, have a gratitude list, focus on the highlights each day. Because it can take a significant amount of time for us to rewire our brain. I remember Bruce Lipton spoke about this and he said something along the lines of for us to change our patterns and belief techniques, we either it has to become through repetition or hypnosis. Hypnosis can come from, you know, reading or listening to guided meditations each day, each night. Or repetition, you know, if you suddenly want to become a runner at something, well, you're going to have to put the, tra- the the running shoes on a good few times a week and keep that going over and over and over. Or if you want to change diet or change stuff, repetition, repetition, you know, that's how you're going to build new habits and rewire our brain. I spoke again about um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks very much about that. Um, you know, we're so often conditioned by our past actions. That's why it can be so challenging, you know. And I just hope, really, with some of the things that I speak about and some of the things that I've like put this, I've been putting this stuff into place in my life for the past 10 years, and it's working. Like, I've still got some way to go. Like I said, you know, I've still got plenty of versions, better versions of me that I'm intending to become. But I'm validating who I am today and acknowledging the good that I've done and how far I've all come. And we can all do that whether you've been on the self-development path for six years or six months or six days or six hours, you know? 
it's all um, a success. It's all to be validated and recognized. And I have this thing like, you know, we don't give ourselves enough recognition. I have this thing where I used to uh, say to my staff for occasionally be like, right, okay, everyone, put one hand in the air. Now lean forward and now pat yourself on the back. We don't give ourselves enough pat on the back for the things that we're doing. And we're constantly that feeling like, okay, I've done that, jump on the next one. It's like, no, let's take a pause. Let's go, wow, isn't that great that we've done that? Rather than feeling like we have to do more and we have to do the next thing. Um, so, you know, that I'm going to kind of leave it there for today. Um, hopefully some of that message has been, you know, useful to you and we can think about more impressing people with our actions rather than the things that we have. And I believe the past 12 months and COVID has definitely acted as a reset for us to really think about the things that are important to us a lot of reflection time to think you know what is it that we really want from our lives i believe that land has um been getting snapped up in wales and house prices are jumping up in wales because you know there's only about four million people i think that live in wales compared to the tens of millions around the uk around england i think more people again want to get this idea for me is like you know get back to our roots uh, living in community living off our lands but before i finish i just want to say that this podcast i am supporting positive news magazine positive news magazine is the magazine for good journalism about good things which ties in perfectly with this podcast when much of the media is full of doom and gloom instead positive news is the first media organization in the world that is dedicated to quality independent reporting about what's going right so many good things about that message in there dedicated to quality and independent reporting there is not a lot of independent reporting that is going on these days. The big news organisations are just mass conglomerates that are owned by huge corporations that tend to, I'm just going to be honest, aren't necessarily supporting the, the betterment of mankind. You know, I won't even need to go any deeper into that. But I think Positive News magazine, you know, it's creating a movement and it's changing the way news is for good. So check them out you can get memberships with them um subscriptions with them and if you also like to support me like i'm just cutting a shout out to positive news i don't have affiliation with them i am not being paid for sharing about them i just want to talk about them and i think more people that can connect with it will feel more lifted by what they are doing but if you would like to support me then you can from my Patreon page for as little as a price of a cup of coffee each month. You can support me in what I'm doing, helping me to record more interviews and do more solo podcasts with people that are doing good in the world to inspire you to do also do good, which I'm sure you already are or you're already on this path to you know wanting to become um, a better version of yourself. If you've enjoyed this, please share this with a friend. Also, you can um, leave me a review on Apple. That would be amazing. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you should subscribe to my channel and click the little bell button so you get notifications when uh, new episodes and interviews come out. So anyway, guys, thank you as ever for listening. I really appreciate you. Um, I appreciate all the kind words that you give me. Um, and anyway, until next time, have a good one. Mm-hmm.